Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I- I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change. Like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Montana rolling out the right, looking toward the end zone, throwing under pressure, throws his pass. Caught by Clark! Clark out a touchdown! Troy Clark has it! It's a touchdown for the 49ers! You're now listening to the 4th and Gold Podcast with Javi and Matt. Welcome to the 4th and Gold Podcast. We are back. The Super Bowl is here. Uh, three sleeps and we will have the Super Bowl. The 49ers take on the Chiefs in Super Bowl 54 back in Miami. 25 years since the last time the 49ers have won the Super Bowl. It's been a long time coming for the 49ers, and hopefully they can get it done this Sunday. Um, Matt, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, we're recording on Thursday night, so yesterday was actually 25 years to the day Yeah, since the last time the 49ers hoisted the Lombardi Trophy when Steve Young got that monkey off his back. Yeah. Like you said, man, it's three sleeps. It's three sleeps. It's feeling more real and real and real. Uh, the team's down in Miami. The media day is come and gone. We're seeing all the hoopla down there. You know, 100th season. Everything's ready. Oh man, I, I I just Sunday needs to get here. Needs to get here quick. Yeah, it needs to get here a little. It needs to get here really quick. I'm tired of being anxious. I've I've gone through uh, paralysis by analysis and reading everything <laughs> possible, going through every stat possible imaginable. You start getting into it, then you start doubting your team, and you start looking at things that are like, what the hell? And you notice them because you've seen them on the field, and your eye test matches the numbers, and the numbers don't match the eye test. It's just uh, there's so much information, but this is the Fourth and Gold podcast. I'm Javi. That is Matt. Check out the podcast on any podcast platform: Google, Stitcher, Play, Stitcher, Google Play. I always get those two together like that. I don't know why you I do. do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wherever podcasts are found, subscribe, rate, review. Hit that. Uh, hit that button, and we uh, we do really, really appreciate it. Um, it's been 25 years, man. Long time coming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also been 50 years for the Chiefs. So whoever wins this game. Um, has waited quite a while. The Chiefs more so, but it's been a while since either team has won a title. Uh, the Niners are coming off a pretty much complete rebuild, and the Chiefs had been good the last couple of years, just couldn't get over the hump, and a guy named Tom Brady was in the way most of the time. Um, Alex Smith couldn't get it done in a couple of playoff games, 
Um, and then Patrick Mahomes comes to save the day in one offside penalty away from a, a Super Bowl appearance last year, and this year they got it done versus the Titans. Uh, the Niners, on the other hand, decided to uh, run the ball um, a lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Yes, and that, that was their route to the Super Bowl in these playoffs. Um, what, do you, what do you think of this game, man? How do you feel? I, I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling confident. It's only because I keep hearing all these blowhard talking heads that go on TV and they're just using ludicrous arguments against the 49ers. But what I think about the game in general, I think this is the two best teams in the NFL. I think you said it right. You know, the 49ers went through a complete rebuild and and the Chiefs went through a soft reboot, right? They just changed out their quarterback. They kept building around him and they've been able to continue their success. Andy Reid's great head coach. You know, this Chiefs team has been in the playoffs a lot, a lot since Andy Reid took over. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with Alex Smith, they had some success. But, again, it's just Alex Smith is that guy that can't quite get you to the next level. He can't quite do that. Mahomes obviously comes in. He can do that. Uh, 49ers, top to bottom. Strip it down to its bare bones. Build it right back up. You know, how many Patriots fans right now are kicking themselves for saying, oh, we don't need Jimmy G. We got Tom Brady, baby. Tommy, touchdowns. Now Tommy Touchdowns is sitting at home and tweeting out cryptic pictures of him walking out of a tunnel. Yeah. So, you know, how many of them would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo right now than Tom Brady? Because John Lynch did ask. He did. They did. It's my it's one of my favorite stories. The brass balls on John Lynch to call during the 2017 offseason and say, hey, we want Jimmy. New England said, no. So well, then trade me Tom Brady. Just the balls to tell, you know, to ask Bill Belichick to trade you Tom Brady is is wild. But, but this game, it's the two best teams in the NFL this year. I think it's the two most complete teams. Uh, the Ravens were a very, very good team. They beat the 49ers in a regular season. The Chiefs beat the Ravens in a regular season. You know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a, a, wild, a wild year because the Packers beat the Chiefs in a regular season, right? Yeah. So regular season, you can throw it all out. Uh, but the Ravens had their deficiencies, and deficiencies get exposed in the playoffs. I think these are the two most complete teams. I think it's the best teams. I think the NFL has to be happy with what they have in this matchup. Yeah, they, they're definitely happy. The numbers, the ratings are going to be through the roof probably for this game. And, um, you know, this game could be either way. It could be a shootout. It could be a blowout. It could be a close one. It could be anything just because of the numbers and how everything kind of lines up. Um, you know, all week, you know, the last two weeks, is it's, uh, it's uh, does, does, do the 49ers trust Jimmy Garoppolo and, and the nonsense that keeps coming out of people's mouths about the passing game and and what they haven't done and this that and the third and you know you have you have George Kittle and the rest of the offense and the defense of the Niners coming to his defense it's like what do you want him to do if you're getting eight yards a pop why yeah. stop when you're running the yeah. ball um, this narrative on Jimmy Garoppolo where he you know will self urinate or buckle under pressure and you know I don't know where people keep getting these things where he could have threw four or five interceptions versus the Vikings I, he only had two interceptable balls in that game the one was knocked mm-hmm. down and the other one was intercepted so that was just nonsense and then against the Packers Zadarius Smith was on a, a media um a media tour himself today he said he, they weren't ready to play the Niners they got exposed you know and that was the run game they got beat up he admitted to it he's like we don't know how to travel to the west coast so those things there are just you know lazy narratives by people um in the media and I think we talked to everybody about it last time just ignore it and I'm trying to ignore it and I have done a pretty good job of ignoring and not retweeting these people or engaging, but it's just like, where do these folks come up with this stuff? There's there's numbers to back the opposite of what they're saying. It just doesn't make sense to me why they're doing that. Um, it could be, you know, for gambling reasons or maybe push a certain narrative just to make sure 
um, you know, they can look at themselves and say, hey, I'm right this time, but you're really not right. So, um, you know, it's it's it's, it's a Super it's Bowl. sexy thing to do. <laughs> it's a sexy thing to do right now is, is to bag on Jimmy Garoppolo. He only threw eight passes. And all season long, the narrative has been Jimmy Garoppolo is being carried by his defense. He's being carried by the running game. And he's not, like I said this last time when we were all with Marcus, he's not Trent Dilfer, he's not Brad Johnson, he's not Ryan Tannehill. No. He's not. The reason the running game is so successful is because teams have to respect the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo can throw the ball. Yeah. They can't load up 10 in the box, 9 in the box, whatever it is. They can't do that. They can't just say, hey, you know what? We're straight up going to stop Raheem Mostert. Because with the pre-snap motion that Kyle Shanahan puts in, the play action they run, and and Jimmy Garoppolo's ability to hit receivers downfield, George Kittle downfield, hit him in the flat if you're going to sell out and blitz against him. Jimmy Garoppolo has these skills, and he can do it. We've seen him do it multiple times this year. It's beating a dead horse for us. Yeah. Talking about Jimmy Garoppolo can be the guy, is the guy. He is the guy. Yeah. It's not, he, it's not he can be, he is the guy. Now, has Jimmy Garoppolo had a bad game? Or a bad game or two this year? Of course. Of course. Every quarterback does, right? Almost no quarterbacks come out and are play absolutely perfectly the entire year. No one does. Everyone has an off week. Jimmy Garoppolo has had an off week or two. But then there's games where they don't need him to be the guy. Yeah. They don't need him to be the guy. And if you don't need him to be the guy, don't force it. Don't push it. Square peg, round hole. Yeah. Right? If you're averaging six, seven, eight yards a carry, why, why throw the ball? Why? You got the lead short in the game. Don't don't expose your playbook. Don't pull anything out of your bag. Kyle Shanahan's bag is full because he hasn't had to use any crazy plays at all during the playoffs. Nothing. We've had a couple Debo end arounds, but that's not that's nothing new, baby. We've seen that, right? We've seen that. So this whole narrative, it's it's sexy to just pile on to Jimmy Garoppolo. That's 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 the that's the the thing to do this year. Yeah. There's always one. And this year it's this last year it was Sean McVay's unstoppable. That was the take last year. Yeah. He's the he's the new young thing in the NFL. That was a take. And guess what? That got blown out of the water in the Super Bowl. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this same Jimmy Garoppolo can't do it is gonna get blown out of the water again. Yeah, we can hope for it. You know, I had it's um Jimmy, you know, I've had my issues with some of the stuff Jimmy does with the Jimmy ball and the course of deep ball. Um, but for the most part, he's been very good to elite in certain situations, third down passing, fourth quarter comebacks, you know, under pressure, you know, he will eat some sacks and I hate that, but at the same time, yep. um, you know, he does come back and, and make up for those stupid mistakes that he does make. He's still pretty young in his experience on the field. And I think, um, you know, as, as the season has progressed, he's gotten better you know, he's had some stupid interceptions, um, and just some weird decisions, but I don't I don't subscribe to the narrative that he can't compete with the best of them in the league. He has the numbers show that that he can. So that, you know, again, that's just a lazy narrative. Um, you know, I was at the barbershop today, there's you know, we're talking and this barbershop talk and <laughs> you know, like oh, you know, we're just talking basketball and you know, Kobe and then it leads into who are you faking for the Super Bowl? And I said the Niners. The guy in the chair is like, Oh no, not Chiefs are gonna kill him. I'm like, Where? And this is kinda where I'm when I'm thinking, you know, thinking about with this game. Outside of Patrick Mahomes what other way can the Chiefs beat you? They don't beat you on defense. They don't really beat you on special teams. If it's not Patrick Mahomes, then what is it? Because the run game isn't very successful. Um, the passing game, yep. 
you know, and a lot of times a lot of their explosive plays come from a guy who fell. I was watching a couple games where it's like mm-hmm. the second the, the the corner falls, the safety falls, and boom, there's somebody wide open. Um, you know, it's just a lot of a lot of off schedule plays that they that happen to you know look explosive, whereas the Niners I think have more explosive plays than they do, and it, it's just not discussed enough. And the other discussion that hasn't been happening is how are the Niners, or I'm sorry, how are the Chiefs defense going to stop the Niners? You know, there's Bingo. a crazy there was a crazy number that came out about the run game or the eye formation. Where the Niners are, you know, first or second in every category, and the Chiefs are dead last in all the cat those categories. So, for and it's not dead last in the playoffs. It's thirty second in the league. Yeah, thirty so, second in the league yeah. against I formation. So yeah, so it was percent of runs, forty three percent for the Niners. That's that's first yards per carry, basically five yards. That's seventh best in the league, and then ten plus yard runs, which is twelve uh, percent at eighth in the league. Um, those same numbers for the Chiefs on defense: thirty second, thirty second, thirty second. So there's 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 a lot of ways the Niners can beat you. They can beat you with the run. They can beat you with the pass. They can beat you on defense. They force turnovers. They 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 can do a lot of things to to beat you. In special teams, they can flip the field. Richie James has has done a pretty good job on the season. And Mitch Wisnowski has done fairly well with the punt game. Um, you know, pinning teams within inside their own twenty or twenty five. So you're flipping the field pretty damn good. So you know, there's just I'm just I'm trying to think of ways for the Kansas City Chiefs. To beat this team, beat the Niners outside of Patrick Mahomes. If yep. Patrick Mahomes isn't great, has, like he has been, can they beat them? And you know, can the not can the Chiefs come back on the Niners the way the Texans got up on them, um, the Titans got up on them, the Titans and the Chiefs, Titans and the Texans are nowhere near the 49ers level on defense. No. So that's just another. You know, the Chiefs if they start slow again. They could be in for a long day, and that's where a lot of folks think maybe the Niners can pull a blowout here or vice versa, the Niners can get blown out. But I think it's more likely that the Niners' defense holds stronger than, um, you know, obviously the Titans or the, or the Texans. So I, I just I don't, I'm not buying it, and I'm not, I'm not there with the narrative that, you know, this KC offense is just going to exploit this Niners' defense because they have speed. It's not like the fucking pack, like the Chiefs are going to run go routes all damn game. They run a lot of screens. They run a lot of tight end screens. Mm-hmm. They they run a lot of you know misdirection with those screens. That's what we saw last year. I was at that game. You know how many times they would fake a screen to the left and then put it back to the right, and they would get you know, 10, 15 yards on it. The Niners are well more equipped for that this year. You're not having Jimmy Ward play corner. Jimmy Ward's playing safety this time. It's not Adrian Colbert out there. Um, you have Mosley and Sherm at the corner spots. <clears throat> a much improved Fred Warner and linebacker. Quan Alexander is really good in coverage. Dre Greenlaw, you know, you're not. And then, of course, adding in Bosa and D, and D Ford. So it's a completely different defense, and they, they can attack different ways now. So I'm, I'm not buying this whole narrative that the Chiefs' offense is far superior than the Niners' defense, and they're just they're just leaps and bounds better than anything the Niners have seen all season. Um, I get it. They have a track, a track team on, on offense. Um, but they're not. Go ahead and run go routes all day. That's when the Niners can get pressure. Those go routes take yep. longer than two and a half seconds. So that's when you get yeah. guys like D Ford and Bosa going after you. Yeah, and the lack of a run game from the Chiefs is really what should be concerning for Kansas City. If you can't stay balanced and you can just let these pass rushers kind of pin their ears back and come after you, you're going to be in trouble. Buckner, Armstead, Bosa, and Ford are the best front four in football. It's not close. It's not close. And if you're just going to say, hey, we're going to drop back and pass 50 times and let these guys come after you 50 times, you're going to be in trouble. Now, look, I, Patrick Mahomes may be the best quarterback in the league, right? Yeah. 
him, Lamar Jackson. 1A, 1B. Take your pick. But you still can't just commit to just passing the ball. And the thing about everyone's saying, that, well, they run play action, they do all of those stuff that's going to that's gonna suck people in. The linebackers don't get sucked in to play action because they don't have to react to it. The defensive line wins so often against the run that they don't have to get sucked in. They can stay back. They're not going to... They're not gonna. They're not gonna jump forward and open up crossing routes for Tyreek Hill. They're not gonna open up crossing routes for Travis Kelsey. The linebackers are disciplined. They're athletic. The thing. The thing they get beat on is screens, and Kansas City does run screens very effectively. Mm-hmm. Because again, this is where a little bit of over aggressiveness can get can bite them in the ass a little bit. But I just I I can't see Kansas City's offense just putting up fifty two. No. Like they did against the Texans. No. I can't see it. I mean, to be honest, Kansas City is one dumb Bill O'Brien decision away from maybe not even being here. Yeah. I mean, I mean, really, it was an, a meltdown of colossal proportions by the Texans for them to get here. I'm not saying Kansas City is not a good team. Like I said in the beginning, I think they're the best AFC team this year. Yeah. I think they are. They would have been the number one seed had, you know, Patrick Mahomes not missed a couple games in the middle of the year. It's, that's... That's just how it would have been. Yeah, It'd be I mean, one seed, one seed, I going at they, it right now. They they won no, they won one, lost one because, yeah, yeah, they lost to Green Bay and Green Bay fans are like, oh, we beat the Chiefs. You beat Matt Moore. Shut up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then you know, so San Francisco did the Green. Bay. <laughs> I just like I just like piling on Green Bay anytime I get a chance to do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, no, it, it, in Kansas City's defense, it has its strengths. It has its glaring weaknesses. Yeah. And, and, when I when I look at Kansas defense, look, they got Tyron Matthew as a center fielder for them. Jack of all trades, guy that can make plays, and he's he's a guy that can force fumbles. He's a guy that can intercept passes. He's a guy that's going to be everywhere for them. I think he's an incredible player. I was pushing so hard for the 49ers to go after him two years ago. I was pushing hard for them to go after him last year. Now, obviously, Jimmy Ward and Jaquas Guitard have played incredibly well this year. Yeah, I'm not sure where Matthew would fit in right now. But back before we knew that was gonna what was gonna be the case, you know, I I wanted Tyrant Matthew, I wanted him, I wanted him bad, and uh, you know they got they have talent up front. You look at Frank Clark, now Frank Clark's full of shit <laughs> when he says the 49ers haven't seen seen a defensive end like him before. Well, they have when he played in Seattle. Yeah, they saw him twice a year. They also just played the Smith brothers. They also played Daniel Hunter. They also played Everson Griffin. They've played four better defensive ends in the playoffs this year than Frank Clark. Frank Clark was something like 26th in edge pressure rate. He's not that special. He's having a couple good games. But again, look at the teams he's doing it against. Houston's offensive line, which is notoriously leaky. They haven't been able to block anybody since they had David Carr. Haven't been able to do it. And then you look at Tennessee, Tennessee's not designed to pass the ball. They're designed to run. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The ball up and down the field. And when Tannehill has to drop back, you know you're in trouble. Yeah. You know you're in trouble. They have seen someone like you, Frank. I hate to break your heart, man. 
but they've seen someone like you before, and it was you. Staley and McGlinchey are going to be more than capable of handling him. Chris Jones scares me a little bit. Yeah. That's... Chris Jones gets, <laughs> gets an extra week to, to heal his calf. Now, again, the 49ers have seen some pretty good defensive interiors this year, and they've done pretty well. Ben Garland has stepped in and played very well for Weston Richburg. Very, very well. Person and, and Lincoln Tomlinson have had pretty decent years. But Chris Jones is a different beast. And if he can get going early and he can disrupt some run plays and he can get pressure right up the middle, they could be in a little bit of trouble. 49ers could. Kansas City's weakness, though, is a linebacker. They don't have top-tier talent at the linebacker position. And this is why this defense reminds me a lot of Green Bay. Green Bay, we saw, didn't have the linebackers to, to make tackles at the second level. And all of a sudden, Raheem Mostert's getting into the third level <laughs> and just blowing out angles. Yeah. Just crushing it. Safeties can take whatever angle they want, and he's going to crush it. But the Kansas City defense seems like it, it's, it's – like we were talking about with Marcus you know, on the last episode – it's it's designed to push everybody to the middle, but that's where Shanahan lives. Shanahan lives in the middle. Debo slants. Sanders over the middle. Kittle over the middle. Runs up the middle. Runs to the outside. They cut back to the middle. Shanahan lives in the middle of the field, and that's where Garoppolo does some of his best work. And I think if Kansas linebackers can't step up to the challenge, they're in for a very, very, very long day. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, at this point, it's a Super Bowl. Do get do what has gotten you to this point with some additional wrinkles, and you know I don't think the Niners are going to deviate too much from their game plan if they don't have to, and if that means run the ball forty times or or just keep hitting the middle of the off a defense for the Chiefs, they're going to do that. Kyle Shanahan has you know he's been prepping for this for two weeks. You know he's he's had two weeks to prep for this, and um, I, I love the fact that he doesn't you know put the first twenty four plays in until. Saturday night, Sunday morning, because um, he's always tweaking it up until kickoff. So I, I like that he he does that. Um, you know, a couple of things with the Niners. You know, a lot of folks keep talking about this this uh, Chiefs offense and what are they going to do with Kelsey? How are they going to cover Kelsey? How are they going to do this and how are they going to do that? The Niners have the second best team when covering tight ends, by the way, and mm-hmm. the second best coverage t- linebacker is Fred Warner. So, you know, I'm not too worried about mm-hmm. Kelsey being, you know, matched up with a linebacker or, in, you know, against our coverage. Um, they've done a fairly good job of taking away tight ends for the most part of the season. Um, and then on the other side is what worries me the most about this game is the Chiefs' success versus a four-man rush. And they, lead, they are the best team in the NFL versus a four-man rush. The Niners rush for 78% of the time, and the Chiefs are the best at uh, going against that type of rush, so that's that's something that, that concerns me. So maybe maybe Salah dials up a couple more blitzes, brings five or six, um, and and changes it up just a little bit um, to get Mahomes off his game and you know force them into longer third down situations or longer second down situations because the Niners, you know, as much as they've been really good this year, they are pretty bad on first and second down when getting pressure or sack rates and success rate on that. They have had two sacks on first down all season. So you have to get to the quarterback, and you have to provide pressure and force these quarterbacks into a bad situation. Mahomes, this time, we have to force him into a bad situation. Keep him in the pocket. Don't let him escape because we've seen he can run a little bit. Um, yep. And then, you know, and then, of course, just getting home on third down. You do not want to 
allow them to stay on the field. Keeping Mahomes on the field, you're going to just keep getting him more and more opportunities to score points, and that's that's what worries me about this game. So the Niners need to get home on first and second down and then force him into long third downs and then get home again um, and just play sound football. And I don't think they're going to change very much, and I don't think the, the, the Chiefs are going to change very much either. You know, you, do, you have to do what gets you here. You know, we talked about the Packers, the Packers game, how um, – you know, they we we thought we were gonna just we were gonna just gonna roll them, and there were some folks like, oh, they're they're just more prepared. The things have changed. Nothing changed for them. They just did the same shit, and they sucked <laughs> at it. The only thing is, they sucked at it. Whereas the Chiefs are good at the things that they do well, and they're gonna continue to do those things well. Same with the Niners. They're gonna do things well, and they're gonna continue mm-hmm. to do those things well. So, um, those are my two biggest things um, into this game that you know can be. You know, one a positive for the Niners and a negative for the Niners. You know, we have to look at this objectively as much as we can. But you know, my Homer side wants to come out here and say, "Oh, we're just going to stop everything." You know, or or you know, they're they're just not going to be able to do what they want to do on us. Um, so the Niners have their issues, and you know, those that's the one that kind of worries me the most in this game. The discipline aspect of what you're talking about is the absolute right part, and that's when you have to get home on third down. If you get the Chiefs in third and long. You have to get them off the field. Have to get them off the field. This isn't the game where you can give up third and 12, third and 13. Isn't that game. If they get behind the sticks, you got to pin your ears back and you got to get after them and you got to force them to pay for it. Uh, the, the 49ers have been very, very disciplined in the playoffs. Very few penalties, very few miscues. They've been very well prepared game in and game out. And, and they need to be. The most prepared. Now, I know it sounds so stupid. They, of course, they have to be the most prepared for the Super Bowl. But this is the team that's going to challenge them the most. Like if they, if they were playing the Titans, they'd be like, eh, "Stop, Derrick Henry." All right, next question. But this is the Chiefs, right? So it's, it's a completely different ball game. They're going to have to. They have to have to have to be disciplined. They have to go field if they get him in a third and long, and they're going to need to just toughen up on third and short if they try and run the ball. If Andy Reid tries to say, "Oh, I'm not this cutesy guy. I'm not this whatever." And he tries to run the ball in third and short. Defensive line and linebackers have to come up huge. They have to win third down. Yeah, have to. have to get off the field. Have to get off the field. Force them to punt. Get the ball. Run the ball. Shorten the game. Do whatever you got to do. Patrick Mahomes is the most dangerous player on the field. Yeah, I don't think that's a question. No, on either team. On no. either team. The second most the the second most dangerous might be Tyreek Hill. Might pair him with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's 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 dangerous. Let's not. Sugarcoat this. Yeah. Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey are going to get theirs. Yeah, of course. They're going to get theirs. They're going to get theirs. They're not, you're not going to shut them down completely. Yeah. Not going to do it. Uh, Tyreek Hill, 4-2-4 speed. And that's what everybody knows about him. But what people don't know about him is once the play breaks down and Mahomes starts to scramble a little bit, that's when Tyreek Hill shines. Yeah. Because he uses his speed to find soft spots, soft spots in his zone or, or to just break away from man coverage, whatever it is. Mahomes hits him on the run, and all of a sudden it's a broken play, and he and the defense is out of position, and and Tyreek Hill gets the ball with some space. That's the last thing you want to see. It's the last thing you want to see is Tyreek Hill with the ball in his hands and nobody within five yards of him. Yeah, that's because that's, that's when he's as most dangerous. Yeah, that's the heartbreaking part. Um, you know, and then the other concern for me is is um, the Niners' red zone defense, and you know, digging into these numbers, Niners' defense mm-hmm. versus eleven personnel in the red zone is dead last. Dead last. They're allowing a sixty-two percent success rate, and the Chiefs are first in that situation. But the thing with the Niners' defense is, though, they don't allow you to get to the red zone, and that's that's where 
you have to keep them out of the red zone. Um, and, and that's what they've done so far pretty well in the season. So when, you know, the Niners red zone defense hasn't been very great, but the red zone offense for the Chiefs has been really, really good. So um, keeping them out of the red zone would be ideal in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Niners aren't very successful versus the pass in the red zone. They are they are successful versus the run in the red zone, and the Chiefs aren't very good at running the ball. So maybe force them to run, push them in the situation where they have to run the ball, um, and the Niners can have some success there. Those are really the only concerns that I've had for this game. And, you know, of course, Patrick Mahomes, we just talked about, if he gets out of the pocket, scrambles a little bit, that's when you start worrying about things because then the play breaks down. And then you end up with some bullshit plays the way Russell Wilson used to, you know, do the Niners back in the day. He'd get out yeah. and – Tyler Lockett's wide open for, you know, a 65-yard bomb, and the same thing can be said for a Tyreek Hill or a Sammy Watkins who wants to retire and, you know, those guys. But it's uh, this game's going to be good. It's going to be solid. Um, I'm just ready for it to get here. Yeah, it needs to hurry up and get here because, like you said earlier, it was paralysis by overanalysis or whatever. And, man, it's just getting to that point. It's just getting to that point. I'm so ready for the game to be here. I love the fact that the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl, but goddamn, two weeks is so long between football games. It's so long. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't it wasn't that bad when we were at the beginning of the playoffs, but now it is just it's going to be the last game, <laughs> the last game of 2020 for what, seven months. Yeah, it's a long. I mean, the XFL is coming up. If you want to watch time. that, yeah, I, I'm really actually sidebar. I'm really tempted to go up to a DC Defenders game, <laughs> but I know I got to go within like the first two weeks. Otherwise, that shit's going to be gone. Yeah, they'll, and I'm never gonna be able to go to it again. So I would, like want to go and get some like sweet merch, get a nice hat, <laughs> and, and that'd be the only DC team I root for. Yeah, um, you know. But back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Super Bowl is. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just tired of, the, I'm just tired <laughs> of the slander. Like I don't. The Niners have been tested. We talked to Eric Davis. We, you know, the gauntlet. They went through that. They've. Gone through losing both tackles. They lost their fullback. They lost their tight end. They've and they maintained a successful season. Um, I don't understand where these 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 things are coming from. Like, oh, they're not battle tested. Oh, they're unproven. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like you said earlier, there's two people on the red on the Redskins. Excuse me. There's two people on the Chiefs who played in the Super Bowl. Terrell Suggs and um, uh, this the the guard, uh, the former Eagle. Um, whereas the Niners have Staley, Sherman, um, Coleman. There's a couple other guys. There's like seven. Sanders. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders. There's like seven or seven or eight guys have been in the Super Bowl um, on this Niners team versus the two for the Chiefs team. These teams are both relatively young. Um, neither team has proven anything except that they are the best team in the AFC and the NFC this year. That That's, that's mm-hmm. all that's been proven here. Um, they're both really good on, at particular things. The Chiefs can pass the ball with anybody. The Niners can run the ball with anybody. The Niners have had a, you know, a, a record break, a record pacing defensive season. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo ranks top five in pretty much every quarterback statistic. Uh, the running game is outstanding. You know, the Chiefs have, do their thing. They're pretty pretty good in pass coverage. They, you know, they they've proven those things. So I don't understand this this notion that the Niners are unproven and all of a sudden the Chiefs are just that far superior than the Niners. It doesn't make sense, and the narrative is just bullshit to me personally. So I don't, I don't know why I keep getting bothered by it. But it's it's like, do you even watch these games? Do people really watch these games and dig no, in? No, they don't. They don't watch them. They don't watch them. What they what they see is the Chiefs have been in the playoffs, and the Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes won an MVP last year, 
and they were in the playoffs last year, and they were a D Ford offsides away from the Super Bowl. And the 49ers are coming out of nowhere, and their head coach, the last time he was in the playoffs, blew the Super Bowl. They're being super lazy, and they're like, let's not read into this, guys. Let's just take this at surface. Yeah. And the last two games, Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't thrown that many passes. He probably can't do it. Let's not go back to the Saints game. Let's not go back to the second Rams game. Let's not go back to either one of the Cardinals games. Let's not go back to these examples of where he's done it. And it, it, it's talking heads. It's TV. They, they're they told what they're going to say. Yeah. I mean, it, they need ratings. They need clicks. They need views on their videos. And guess what? We're feeding into it. Yeah. I hate that I feed into it because I know. <laughs> I know what it is. I know what it is. I know it's clickbait. And I bite so hard every time. We told y'all to put your blinders on. And I've left mine at home. And I get to work and I get bored and I start looking at this shit. It pisses me off. Because, damn it, it's not true. It's not true. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a very good game. Yeah. I think it's going to be a very good game. Um, to, to get back to what San Francisco does well. The, like you said, the question's been all, all, all two weeks long. is How does San Francisco stop Kansas City? Yeah. I think we need to start talking about the other half of that. How the hell does Kansas City stop San Francisco? They're bad against the run coming out of I formation. They are bad against pre-snap, no, pre-snap motion. Kyle Shanahan uses pre-snap motion 74% of the time. They don't play wide receivers great all the time. Their corners can get beat. Their corners can be had. Jimmy Garoppolo can be efficient. The running game we know is the running game. We know they're going to put up their numbers. Which, by the way, I got Raheem Mostert at 63 yards rushing as the over-under. I smashed the over on that one. Smashed the over. So go check that if you're you're a gambler and you can find Raheem Mostert 63 yards rushing total for the whole game. Go smash the over on that one. Because Mostert's going to get the ball. Coleman sounds like he's going to play. They're healthy on offense. They're healthy on defense. It's just this offense, I think, is going to be able to put up points. Put up points for the year. They scored more points than the Chiefs did. And it's really easy for people to go, oh, well, Patrick Mahomes missed a couple games. And they're going to say, well, the, the, the Chiefs' defense is better than the 49ers scoring-wise. Those same people are saying injuries don't matter when they were missing Quan Alexander, missing D4, missing Jaquaski Tart, missing DJ Jones. Missing Ronald Blair. Missing all these key secondary pieces. Demontre Moore went down. Missing all these, all these secondary pieces that, that help build depth in a defense from top to bottom. Injuries don't matter, but our defense is better than yours, even though they're healthy for 95% of the season. Because <laughs> they look at scoring. They go, well, the scoring defense is better. Okay. I mean... I understand what you're saying, but you can't say that and you can't turn around and be like, oh, well, uh, the only reason your offense scored more points is because Patrick Mahomes was hurt. Well, bitch, you can't have it both ways. Either injuries matter or they don't. Getting sick. I mean, I'm, I'm getting sick of it too, dude. I'm getting sick of it too. I'm just I'm just ready for this game yeah. to get here. So let's just, let's just jump into our keys. Do you want to start the keys? Start the keys of the game. Yeah. You know, it's. I think something Sean Payton said just now, He's like, you, you can't blame Jimmy Garoppolo for not throwing the football. You, that's Green Bay's fault. They couldn't stop him. And that narrative on Jimmy Garoppolo Amen. is just nonsense. Um, 
you know, and, and Sean Payton's a fan of Jimmy. You know, that's the thing with, with the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff. And I'm sorry to keep going on this Jimmy thing, but um, <laughs> Bill Belichick drafted the guy. Bill Belichick wanted mm-hmm. to keep the guy. Bill mm-hmm. Belichick calls Kyle Shanahan, one of the best offensive minds in football, and says, hey, look, you have three hours, second-round pick, take it or leave it. Sean Payton now is praising him. You have uh, Coach Billick praising him. You got the guys in the le- guys around the league who actually play ball know what it is with Jimmy Garoppolo. And then, yep. you know, I compare that, you know, I'm not, I shouldn't compare it like that, but, you know, Kobe Bryant just passed away, but when Kobe was here, when Kobe was playing, his peers and his and his contemporaries would always, I got Kobe, I'll take Kobe over LeBron, or I'll take Kobe. Just, you people know when there's a good player around them, and they know mm-hmm. when things, you know, when how things work out in the football world or basketball world, wherever it is. You go with the guys that you, you, you your eyes tell you one thing, and, you know, the numbers may not always be there, but Jimmy was asked to do one thing, and he did it well. And when he needs to do other things, he does those things well, too. So um, the whole Jimmy thing is just nonsense. I'm sorry. I'm tired of ranting about it, but it's just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo no, is perfectly fine. You know, yeah. there, was, there was a reason he got paid $137 million. Um, there's a reason Bill Belichick drafted him. There's a reason Bill Belichick sent him to San Francisco. There's a reason Sean Payton is praising him. There's a reason all these other coaches are like, don't sleep on Jimmy Garoppolo. Like there, if, if Jimmy throws for 350 yards in this game, I'm not going to be surprised. The three biggest detractors for Jimmy, again, I'm, I'm giving them press, but whatever, I don't care, is Doug Gottlieb, Stephen A. Smith, and Nick Wright. What do those three guys have in common? <laughs> they all cover fucking basketball they don't watch football they don't they don't watch football so they don't know so they're, they're told hey guess what you don't pay attention so just, just say this and he yeah. goes huh I can say that I can do this guys this looks good to me I'll run with this and Doug Lottley, Doug's not really good at basketball either if, if he has, if he didn't know his, his basketball takes are terrible really good at stealing credit cards of but course. bad at basketball and football yeah. bad at basketball and football <laughs> and Stephen A. Smith's just excited to watch Hunter Henry play this weekend he can't uh, wait to see it. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The hour and a foul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. On the Paychex Business Series, Gene Marks talks with business owners and experts about business innovation and thriving in the future. Hear from guests like Rich Rowell of Facebook, Meredith Schmidt of Salesforce, and more. Listen at paychex.com slash business series. Hunter Henry does. You know, with Stephen so, A. With Stephen A. I give him a little bit of a. You know, I, I I get his point where he says there's four levels before you get Jimmy Garoppolo. That's fine, but we were saying the same thing about other quarterbacks who won Super Bowls. You know, I get it. Yes, the Niners' defense is really good. Cool. The running game is really good. Cool. Um, Kyle Shanahan's play calling. Cool. So those three levels there, and then you get to Jimmy Garoppolo, or you can go George Kittle is the fourth level, and then you get to the quarterback, which is fine. But team football is is a complementary sport. If your defense sucks, your offense is going to suck. If your offense sucks, your defense is going to suck. It's just the way football works. You know what I mean? Like, you can survive with a good, with a bad, with, we have to have an elite defense if you're going to survive with a bad offense. We saw that with the Broncos when they yeah. won the Super Bowl, when Peyton just, his arm just fell off. 
Um, you know, New Orleans. Yeah, you saw it with the Ravens, but the Ravens were in the 2000 team. But they ran the ball really, really well. So there was, you know, there was another piece there. Mm-hmm. With the Niners, mm-hmm. they have the number two ranked offense and the number two ranked defense. Like most complete team in football, it is, and that's it's just it's just it blows my mind. Like I get it, the Niners have stunk. They've made some stupid decisions since Harbaugh left, and the narrative around them has been, uh, you know, this is just not a good franchise. People don't really pay attention because it's a West Coast team, um, but they do numbers when they're on prime time. They do crazy numbers. People watch the Niners, and for these pundits and experts, quote unquote experts, to have these stupid fucking trash takes it just blows my mind. Like you work for the company who has them on Monday Night Football, and you still don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It doesn't make any sense. None. You know, None. and then so that applies to Florio. You work for NBC. Sunday Night Football is on NBC. You saw the Niners dismantle the Packers on NBC. You were live to watch your bum-ass Minnesota Vikings get dismantled on NBC. <clears throat> Doug Gottlieb, you work for fucking Fox Sports, which is one of the worst sports networks of all, by the way. Um, Nick Wright is terrible. They're all they all fucking suck. Now I'm ranting. Now I'm pissed off. And let's just <laughs> go ahead. There you go. And Frank Folks Gore said we. Frank Gore good. said we today. By the way, he said we win. Yeah, Frank Gore. Frank Gore is walking around with our boy Kyle Posey from Niners Nation. Oh. And Kyle with the fire Hawaiian shirt. And Frank Gore's got his arm around him. And I'm super jealous. Walking around and Kyle's asking, you know, you know what? Who, who's taking this one? Who's going? Frank Gore said, "We got it, baby. Niners, we got it." Frank Gore, still a 49er heart. Fantastic to see. You love to see it. Said he wants to play one more season. He's a free agent. I don't think San Francisco goes after him, but I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be mad if they did. Bring the man back to the Bay. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think that'd be good to do. But anyway, all right, now let's actually get into the keys. We got our hobby right out of the way. Everybody likes to hear a good uh, hobby I think I, I might have one more in me. I don't know. I'm just, now I got yeah. riled up. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Get the juices flowing, baby. Get them flowing. Uh, um, I'll start. I'll start with this one. I, my first key of the game is K1 Williams. Yeah. Kansas City loves to line up Tyreek Hill in the slot. K1 Williams has proven to be an incredibly effective and efficient nickel corner. He's a jack of all trades. He's got the name Shark for a reason. We saw him last week go on a corner blitz and just slap the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. Not even attempt to tackle him. Just straight up, you know what? Give me that ball. Packers recovered. That's fine. It doesn't matter. Niners still kick the shit out of him. <laughs> K1 Williams has to come up big. And they interviewed George Kittle during media day and all this stuff, right? And KNBR had a tweet that came out and said, George Kittle was asked about his favorite thing about the 49ers. He said they're physical. They're going to punch you in the mouth from offense, defense, special teams. And the first name out of his mouth when he was talking about the defense was K1 Williams. And if George Kittle is talking about your physicality first, George Kittle, Mr. Slam you into the dirt, run over you, Body slam you into the end zone, blocking it, and get up laughing like a madman. If his first inclination is to name drop K1 Williams, it says a lot to me. K1 Williams has to step up and has to have a big game. Like you said, they, the, the Chiefs are very good against the four man rush. K1's one of the number one guys they send on a blitz. They love sending K1 on that little nickel blitz. And he's very effective when he goes. He has to have a good game. He has to have a good game. Just a lot. There's a lot of a lot of eyes are going to be on K1 Williams. So that's my first key of the game. K1 Williams, come out, ball out. Yeah, with K1, we were talking about it earlier. You know, K1 and then Jimmy Ward coming down and playing coverage. I think mm-hmm. we talked about it. You the, the the Chiefs like to use that three by one where they put one being Kelsey, um, 
you know, on one side by himself, and then you, you, you stack that bunch on one side, and you're going to have to force the safety to cover somebody if they're in man. And even in zone, you know, the responsibility of the safety to watch that third receiver. Um, so K1's going to have to be on his P's and Q's with Tyreek. Tyreek is just, he's a burner, but he's also really quick in short areas. So that's that's something mm-hmm. to watch. But K1, like you said, has been super efficient. He's been elite um, at the nickel corner all season. And, you know, that's that's a really good matchup to watch. I, I, I agree with you there. Um, it, it's... The coverage for the Niners is just going to have to be on point. Let's just put it that way. Like, yeah. you have to play discipline. We're going to keep saying the word discipline, but discipline football against these Chiefs. You can't allow them to get these explosive plays. And Tyreek being one of the most explosive players in the league, you got to watch it. Um, so, yeah, K1 definitely is going to be um, the big deal. Um, with, you know, my first key of the game is third down defense. The Niners' third down defense needs to get home. They need to yep. apply pressure, get sacks. Force Mahomes to do something stupid. If you can add a possession to this game for your offense by forcing a turnover, or you know, fl- make you know, forcing the field to be flipped um, in a way that the Niners can benefit from it, where you know you have them on their twenty-five after you know kickoff return or something, and they you know they only gain six, seven yards, and you still you end up playing on a, a shorter field where you get the ball to thirty-five or forty. You're playing at an advantage there, where you're getting plus yardage. So third down defense has to be on point. Bosa, D. Ford, Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, get home. Uh, the, the play contain on the edges and, you know, allow Buckner and Armstead to work the middle, keep him inside the pocket. And, you know, those guys are six, seven, six, eight. They're going to go ahead and get their arms on Mahomes. Um, and, you know, and then the other part of that third down defense is don't allow anything behind you. Fred, Quan, Dre mm-hmm. Greenlaw, you got to play disciplined again. And those guys in coverage have to be there. And also, if they're going to play third down on third down defense, you know, if they're going to blitz with the linebacker, get home. You have to, like, you have to, because then you're taking one less guy out of coverage if you're going to be blitzing like that. Right. So that third down defense has to be big for this Niners team. If you can force these Chiefs to be in third and seven, third and six, they're going to throw the ball. They're not going to run it. They're going to throw the ball. So you know what's coming. Just get home. Get there. I don't think this this Chiefs offensive line, especially the tackle spot, can. Matchup with Bosa and Ford, and I, I like that matchup um, all day, every day. Yeah, I I, I clearly agree with you, uh, which leads into my second key to the game, and that's the front four. So the front four have to do their job. They have to be able to stop the run on their own so that the, the Chiefs can't rely on play action. They have to get home on third downs. They have to just be able to put the squeeze on Patrick Mahomes, keep him in the pocket, just just just. They don't have to be perfect. I'm not saying they have to be perfect. I'm not saying that they need to come out and get six sacks. We've seen them play some great games this year where they only had one or two sacks. The, the sack numbers don't don't matter to me. Keep the pressure up. Keep the pressure rate up. Force Patrick Mahomes into some bad throws. Whether it's an interception, whether it's just an errant pass, whether he just has to throw the ball away. Keep the pressure on him. Don't let him get comfortable and don't let him get into a crazy rhythm like we've seen him do. Yeah. Where he turns to like NFL blitz and the ball's on fire and he's just jump throwing it sixty yards downfield to Tyree Kill. Don't need it. We don't need it. Yeah. They just need to play discipline. Again, discipline. We're just gonna hammer that home this episode. Discipline, discipline, discipline. Keep him in the pocket. Keep him from extending plays. Get the pressure. Get some sacks. Whatever it is, just just be the best front four in football. Just be the best front four in football. We know they are. Now they got to go out and do it. Yeah, they, they, you know, you have to with a team like this. You have to, 
um, to get home, you have to force an errant throw. You have to force a bad decision. Or, you know, just have to just keep them short of that fourth, you know, short of the sticks. That's all. Just keep them short of the sticks. And that's going to be, you know, you got to keep them off the field. If they get too much, if they start getting into a rhythm, they're going to, you know, they're going to slice and dice you. So it's just like, come on now. Yep. Kids, they can't allow it. They cannot allow it. So what's your, what's your second key to the game for us? Um, second key to the game is George Kittle. Um, Kittle has been relatively quiet the first two playoff games. Um, mm-hmm. In the passing game, and this is the Niners haven't put anything on film in the passing game. You know, for all that's been said about Jimmy Garoppolo not throwing the ball and Kyle Shanahan saying, "No, I didn't save any plays." Bullshit, Kyle. Like <laughs> bullshit. I don't. I don't believe that for a second. When you're running the ball 47 times at eight, you know, basically eight yards a carry, you're gonna keep running the ball. You're gonna hide some shit. And I think Kyle has hidden plenty of pass plays. You know, we we didn't expect the shit that we saw versus the Saints. You know, that game turned into that way, and you're like, oh wow, here comes Kyle dialing it up. You know, the the pass with Emmanuel Sanders, uh, where he throws to Mostert, the deep bomb. When do we see a deep bomb like that to anybody on this team? He gets Emmanuel Sanders on a 75 yard touchdown. Um, mm-hmm. Some of these, you know, these patterns that were being ran uh, versus Saints, and I, I think we can expect um, a lot of George Kittle in this game. Um, and not just in the run blocking game. I think in the past game, he's going to feast on a guy named Anthony Hitchens. Anthony Hitchens used to pick on him at Iowa from what George Kittle said. And he said he's going to get him back a couple times this game. So I would like to see <laughs> George Kittle put him on his ass in the run game and also yep. break a few ankles in the past game or just, you know, apply a stiff arm that just puts him in the dirt. Um, George Kittle in this game has to come through. I know they're going to bracket him. I know he's going to get double coverage. But Kyle has ways to scheme him wide the fuck open. We saw that mm-hmm. against the Rams where he he has a delayed release, comes inside, you know, he, he releases in between the tackle and the guard, and he's wide open for, you know, 30, 40 yards. There's ways to get him wide open, and Kyle has probably dialed up a few ways to do that. Um, George Kittle... He, you know, if if you're doing, you know, your MVP odds, I'm pretty sure his MVP odds are pretty high if he has a monster game. You know, a game where he's getting eight receptions, 95 yards, and a touchdown. That's, that's you know, that's MVP worthy, um, and especially if he's doing what he done in the last two games in the run-blocking game. So George Kittle is a huge key to this game. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he, you know, he's probably the most important player on this 49ers offense um, mm-hmm. from what he does in the run game and the pass game. So George Kittle has to be on his P's and Q's, and I think he will. Um, he looks to be pretty focused, and the way he's been talking all week, it sounds like he might be in line for a big game. It's the best tight end in football, right? Tight end one, baby. Tight end one. Tight end two's on the other side of the field, but tight end one is George Kittle. It is George Kittle. You're right, he has been quiet. He has been quiet in the playoffs. But again, they haven't needed him to be. Now, now he's been quiet in the receiving game because you know he's talking his shit when they're running the ball. Oh, yeah. Run it again. Towels were sold Run out, sorry. Again. Towels <laughs> towels went so quick. Towels went so quick. I know they were outrageously priced at twelve dollars. Yeah. Outrageously priced, as some people wanted to point out to us. Relax, we do this stuff for free. Chill out. Yeah. Anyway. You know what shipping <laughs> anyway. costs? Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, George Kittle has to you're I, I there's there's no argument there. George Kittle, most important person to the offense, has to be that guy, whether it's blocking, receiving, breaking tackles. Running after the catch, whatever it is. George Kittle. Uh, my last key of the game is the 49ers have to win the game the second quarter. 
They have to win the game, yeah. But in order to win the game, they got to win the second quarter. Yeah. The Chiefs, the Chiefs in their, in their two playoff games have started off notoriously slow. Yeah. I mean, just bad. Just bad. But the thing is, throughout the course of the year, the Chiefs put up 12.2 points per second quarter over the course of the year. It's best in football. Best in football. To give you an idea of how, how, how big of a difference there is, the 49ers had nine points per quarter in the second quarter this year. And that was fifth place. I, th- I believe the Chiefs had a whole two points more than anybody else. Yeah. In the second quarter. The Chiefs love to win the second quarter. They're a second quarter team. So they've been all year. 49ers gotta win. Gotta win the second quarter. Now, now a little funny tidbit. For the year, San Francisco and Kansas City are both tied for second in the league by giving up only 4.3 points per second quarter. So you're looking at two high-powered, again, two high-powered offenses, two good defenses. Yeah. Scoring defenses. Scoring defenses. Two good scoring defenses. I mean... San Francisco has to win quarter two. They got to win quarter two. We know how much Kyle loves to double up. Yep. When he gets, gets the second half kickoff or, or force a quick three and out and just get points, points, points. Right before half, right after right after half. Points, points. They got to do that here. They got to win the second quarter. They can't let the Chiefs... If the 49ers get up 10, 13 points, 14, whatever it is, in the first quarter, if they get up... They cannot let Kansas City come storming back in the second quarter. Or if it's close, they can't let Kansas City pull away in the second quarter. They got to win the second quarter. They got to set themselves up for a good, close game at half. Yeah. They need to have it close at half. This can't be a one where they go down, down two scores in halftime. Because if Kansas City gets the ball to start the second half, it can be over very quickly. Very quickly. Very quickly. They drive down the field, all of a sudden it's a three possession game. I think Jimmy can do it. I do. But I don't want to be in that position. I don't want to be in a position where they're down three scores in the second half. So they got to win the second quarter. Yeah, I don't think my anxiety could take it. I think I might have a heart attack. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The second quarter is, is vital. And the Niners like to, like he's, like we've been saying all year, double up. If you can get that final score in the second quarter and get the ball out of half and, you know, score three or seven out of half, you know, you, you're you're in a two-possession lead if you've already had the lead um, or tied at halftime. So that's... Kyle loves doing that shit, and that's that's a big part of this game. And the Niners just need to play their game. You know, we talked about it earlier. Do do what got you here. Do what has gotten you to this point. You are in the Super Bowl for a reason, um, and the Chiefs are, you know, likewise. But I think the Niners are just better defensively to help keep them mm-hmm. out of the end zone and keep them out of the red zone as well. Um, so you know, they, the Niners don't allow a lot of big plays, and you know that's that shouldn't that should not change this week. Uh, because of the opponent, I think they're just disciplined enough and they play good enough defense to not allow stupid shit to get behind them. Um, but yep. yeah, no, the second quarter scoring is, is a big, and the Niners have to score. You got to score. Mm-hmm. You have to take advantage of all your possessions. You're only get you're only going to get, what, seven to eight possessions in this game. You have to score um, mm-hmm. or make them really long possessions so that way your defense can get be rested. Um because the Chiefs can, the Chiefs are in range within seventy yards. Let's just put it that way. If Mahomes decides to throw one out there, and you know Tyreek or Sammy Watkins get under it, that's 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 the threat. That's the fear of this game. The threat there. So um, I'm with you, man. Second quarter, you got to win the second quarter. You have to. Yep. It's 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 <clears throat> easy math. Easy math yeah. to me. You got to win the second quarter. They're the best team in football in the second quarter. You're the second best at defending it. You just. Defense needs to win. Defense travels, right? Yep. Defense and run game travel. 
Well, you traveled to Miami. Defensive run game better travel with you. Yeah, and you know, and then my final my final um, key to victory is the wizard himself, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle um, has been on his p's and q's the last two games. You know, he's just going to go with mm-hmm. what's working. He's, whether that's the run game or the pass game, if it's working, it's working. He's going to use it. He's going to take advantage of your weaknesses. He has he's had two weeks to figure out your weakness and exploit it. Um, you know, we post the stat about him versus Steve Spagnola, five and mm-hmm. one, and the numbers are pretty outrageous in the run game and the pass game. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's Kyle Shanahan. You know, he's he said it. You know, twenty eight to three wasn't enough points. I think Kyle's going to come out aggressive. I think Kyle's going to remain aggressive, um, but also smart with his aggressiveness. You know, aggressively prudent. Let's just put it that way. Um, there it is in the, with his offensive plan. And if they can get up and they can control the clock from that point you know with equal runs and passes you know then the Chiefs may be in, in for a long day and you know you've had a couple of folks say that you know this could be a blowout for the Niners in their favor because they're so balanced and that's one thing I like about this team they can run it they can pass it and if they need to do both in one game they can if they need to do one and just one in the game they'll do just one thing um but Kyle Shanahan is going to he's had two weeks you know I know Andy Reid is really good outside out of the buys but Andy Reid has had issues in the playoffs and, you know, having his team prepared. There's a lot of shit talk going on on the Chiefs' side. And, you know, that shows a, a team that lacks some discipline. I, I get it. You want to be confident and things like that. But Kyle has gotten these guys locked in. You haven't heard shit out of the Niners. And I think Kyle has done a wonderful job as a head coach in all three years. I know they started 0-9. I know they went 6-10. and I know they went 4-12. and The reason those happened because of injuries. But Kyle has been a good coach all the way through. And I don't think anything yep. changes this week. He's going to do what got him there to this point. You know, I've, I've heard enough about the, oh, well, 28-3. to three. Dan Quinn is the head coach. He could have called. He could have you know, said, Kyle, run the ball. Or he could have said, or he could have had his defense play better in the second half. You know, those, those things don't fall on Kyle completely. Kyle had a good game plan, and he also learned from his mistakes. You, you brought it up. He yep. went to Bill Belichick and said, hey, mm-hmm. why did I lose this game? You don't think he has that information in, the, in his back pocket? You know. You don't think Kyle you has? Don't think, you don't think Bill Belichick is texting him yeah. this week, letting him know what's up, letting him know, hey, relax, breathe, do your thing. Yeah. Bill Belichick doesn't want to see the Chiefs win. No. <laughs> he wants to see he wants to see his former protege in in Jimmy Garoppolo, and he wants to see a man who is the son of someone he super respects, and Mike Shanahan. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan wants to see them succeed. Yeah. So so it, it's it's not rocket science to me. I think you're absolutely right, Kyle Shanahan. Huge key to this game. Find the hot hand, ride that hot hand. Yeah. Whether it's Debo, whether it's Sanders, whether it's Mostert, whether it's whether it's Coleman, whether it's Kittle, Jimmy, whoever it is, Kendrick Bourne, Kyle Juszczyk. Find the hot hand and ride it. Be disrespectful, Kyle. Kyle. Be disrespectful, Kyle. Live up to the moniker that you have. Probably have no. I mean, he got a shirt, so he probably yeah. Knows he probably knows somebody, what's going on. Some people call him <laughs> that, but like whatever. Live up to our moniker. Live up to our moniker. Because it's just, this is his game. This is his redemption. Uh, Andy Reid, I think the, the, the stat, I think he's 21-5 and five coming off a bye. Yeah. It, That's regular how season. Often, how often is the other team also coming off a bye? Not often. And traditionally, Andy Reid has had some very, 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 very talented football teams. Yeah. Throughout his coaching career, Andy Reid's had very few losing seasons. In his coaching career, and I think that's partly because he's a really good head coach, and partly because he's in a good position to win. Yeah. So I, I do think that Andy Reid, good coach, 
Love the Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> love the celebration of winning the AFC, of eating a cheeseburger and going to bed. Big fan, Andy. I love Andy Reid. But I think I think that I think the the twenty one and five stats a little overblown, just because the Forty Irons are also coming off a bye. Yeah. So it's not the same as a regular season where it's week ten, and you're playing a team that hasn't either hasn't had their bye week yet or had their bye week back in week four, and you're playing a tired team. I I, I don't think that's the same. I don't think it translates here. I think we can throw that one out the window. Um, but now it's prediction time. You want to go first? Or you want me to take it? Uh, you go ahead. All right, we made it this far picking the Niners pretty much every week. Yeah. I think the only week I didn't pick the Niners was the Ravens game. Yeah. And I still had it close there. I got it close here. Sticking with the Niners. I'm taking them 35-32. I mean, I think this is just I, – I, you can't stop Kansas City's offense completely. You can't. You're not going to. No one has all year. They're going to get theirs. But I just think the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, do just enough. Just enough to hoist the sixth Lombardi Trophy. I got him thirty five, thirty two. Okay. Yeah. No. I. I. I'm. I'm there with you. And. I'm. I'm. I guess I'm just gonna go full blown homer here because. I've been trying to figure out ways for the Chiefs to beat the Niners. And I haven't figured out one yet. Usually, I can figure out one or two reasons why a team will beat this team. And this year, I really haven't found that many. You know, the the one that I you know. I stuck with the Niners on the Ravens game, you know, and then I, I had my questions about the Falcons game. And then, of course, Seahawks mm-hmm. game. It's the Seahawks, it's a division game, whatever. Um, but this one, outside of Patrick Mahomes, not much scares me on the defense. Not much scares me on the rest of the offense. The offense runs through Patrick Mahomes. If he's not great or elite on Sunday, the Niners win this game. Yep. And I'm taking the Niners by 10 points. Let's go. 34, 34-24, Niners take it. MVP, Jimmy Garoppolo. Shut up all the haters. Sixth ring in the Bay, 34-24. Like, I get it. This team came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere for the rest of the league. But for Niners fans, we knew what they were building. Yep. Kyle, you know, Kyle and, and John, they set a vision. And there's stories, there's more stories coming out about how they built this team and what they did. You know, we get it. They had a few hiccups the first two years, and they built this team the right way. In their third year, they're in the Super Bowl with a very good chance of winning this game. They are not an inferior team to the Chiefs because the Chiefs have, you know, been to the playoffs most more recently. Um, but they get beat because they score too fast, and they get their defense tired. Those things can add up in a playoff game. And against a team like the Niners where they can do multiple things, run the ball well, pass the ball well, pre-snap motions, play action. Those things are going to tire out your defense if your defense has to be on the field. We saw it with the Falcons and the the Patriots. The Falcons would score so fast, and then the Patriots would be like, oh, we're going to run 92 plays on you and tire out your defense, and you're going to lose the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I see that similarly here. You know, I'm not saying it's going to be 28-3 and then you know the, the Chiefs blow a lead or anything like that. What I'm saying is you have to have some balance, and the Chiefs lack balance on offense. They don't have a really their, their their pass rush threat is is Jones. I don't really consider Frank Clark the biggest pass rush threat. I'm sorry, it's just Mm-mm. he's not. He doesn't scare me the way um, you know when Everson Griffin did or or Daniel Hunter. Those guys, they those guys are better than him. Um, 
Zadarius Smith, Zedarius, Preston yeah, those Smith, Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, those guys All these guys they played all year long. Frank Clark doesn't worry me. You know, when he, nope. he there's not, it's Chris Jones and Frank Clark. There's not much else there on the defensive line. Um, the linebackers aren't very good. We talked about that. The corners, they're okay. Tyron Matthews in, in elite safety. I, I love Tyron Matthews. I have nothing negative to say about him there. But I'm mm-hmm. going, man, I'm, Niners 34-24. They win this game for Tony, for Dwight Clark, for CJ's brother. There's so much adversity with this team the last three years. Yep. For them to stay with it, stick together, believe in Kyle Shanahan, believe in John Lynch, for the fans who stuck with them, like myself and you, who, you know, we had our criticisms or whatever, but we kind of always believed that this team would be in the playoffs. They'd be back on top eventually. And they've done it in three years. That's a testament to who this team is, who's running this team, who the franchise guys are. Um, 34-24, man. 10-point lead. 10-point win. Niners take it. And the sixth ring comes to the Bay. And you said Jimmy was going to be the MVP? Yeah. Okay. I didn't I didn't give an MVP. Um, I'm just being a homer on the Jimmy thing. I just, I'm just tired, no, I'm just tired of this shit talk on Jimmy. It's like... I just... Like I if you like, let's, like seriously, if you're gonna pick a quarterback, I get it. You may pick four or five other guys over Jimmy Garoppolo, but those four or five other guys that you may pick, you know, Russell, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, maybe. You know, there's there's guys that you may pick, but he's gonna be in the top ten in that discussion. So I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with that, and that's, you know, he's 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 good, and he does everything well for this Niners team. Yes, he has his dumb mistakes, whatever, but they haven't cost us a game. No. no, so no. Uh, MVP um, 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 on the spot, Nick Bosa. Why rookie not? Of the year. Let's round it. Let's round. Let's round out his rookie of the year. Nick Bosa wins. Wins. Wins MVP. He gets two sacks. Yeah, I think they're two huge sacks, and it may be a pass deflection, and, and and just he's just a dominant force all game. So Nick Bosa MVP. You got Jimmy. I got Nick Bosa. We both have him win. You got him by ten. I got him by three. What I would man, this it's three sleeps, three sleeps. It's three almost here. Fucking sleeps. What I would, you know, part of me wants me to be like, just run the ball, fifty times, just to fuck up the analytics people in the world. You know, oh, don't run the ball so much. Shut up. Control the clock. The best offense. I'm sorry. The best defense for the Niners is their offense. Keep them. Keep your offense on the field. Wear that defense out. Wear them out. Mm-hmm. You know, and <laughs> that's a, that's what that's what they gotta do. You got to do it that way, and I think Kyle Shanahan has devised a plan. You know, they did an install last week. They're tweaking it this week. They're not going to put their, you know, their, 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 um, whatever the word, what's the word, um, scheduled plays or whatever the term is there in until Sunday or Saturday night. They're going to review all that. You know, this team's loose. They're prepared. They've been. They're doing everything they've done all year. And you know, an underrated part that I thought of yesterday was, you know, the Niners have traveled a lot this year. They spent. Yeah. Two weeks in different places all season. So that's another thing that prepared mm-hmm. them. They know how to be away from home. They know how to practice away from home. They know how to do those things. They did that week one and week two when they had to go to Cincinnati. They went. They spent a week in Youngstown. Uh, week 12 and week 13 or week 13 and week 14 where they played Baltimore. They stayed in Florida for a week and then they went to New Orleans. You know, they, they know how to prepare for these games. And I think Kyle Shanahan will have this team ready to go. Robert Sala will have this defense ready to go. He does make some really great adjustments all season. It's another underrated part of this game, Robert Sala and his adjustments to that offense for the Chiefs. Um, you got me going now, man. I'm just—I was nervous before the pod <laughs> we were talking about. I was getting nervous, and yeah. I'm talking myself back into a dominant win by this Niners team. 
I've been a Niner fan since I was eight. You know, you've been a Niner fan since you yeah, were young. It's, it's time. Like, yeah. enough. Like, let's go. You know, there's there's a champions behave like champions before they come champions. That still resonates with me, and I think the team it realizes that that you know there's a lot more riding on this game than just the Super Bowl ring. There's family ties with CJ and his brother, Tony, you know, Jed mm-hmm. York and his brother, of course, Dwight Clark. You know, the the history of this Niners franchise. Um, you know, what better way to start off the hundredth and first year as, as the defending champions you know what i mean yeah all right so i'm, I'm doing a little rapid fire with you go do a little prop bet stuff heads or tails uh tails okay you're taking tails i take it i always take heads I'm, I'm never right but i always take heads <laughs> uh let's see uh national anthem i believe the over under said it uh 210 two minutes 10 seconds over who's under. singing it demi lovato uh probably right at 210 and like okay. if it was like Whitney so Houston, it'd be like three minutes or something. You know what I mean? God bless. Yeah, rest yeah. in peace. But you got you got to pick over under. Got to uh, push, push. Oh, exact timing. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's cool. Um, Shakira and J Lo were doing a halftime show. Okay. Which, by the way, if there's ever been a year for a wardrobe malfunction, it's this year. Yes. It's this year. But uh, they, they, the over under on the amount of songs they sing in Spanish was set at two. Over under. Over. Okay. I was gonna go push on that one. I was going to go push on that one. I'm also taking the under on the National Anthem. Uh, here's a really fun one. However long the National Anthem is, uh-huh. whether it's 210, 205, whatever it is, is there a touchdown scoring drive that is shorter than that? Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's like all, all of my little cool prop bet stuff. I just wanted to <laughs> do a little rap. It's the Super Bowl. There's a lot of cool prop bets out there. Yeah. Uh, who scores the first touchdown? I went with Kyle Juszczyk earlier, you, you know, Ooh. for the team. Or just like as yeah. all overall, no, just in general, in general. Oh well, I mean, it all for, depends on who gets the ball first. But if it's if it's the Niners, it's Juice. If it's the Chiefs, it'll probably be Robinson, somebody unexpected. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I took I took Debo for the 49ers. Uh, if I'm going Chiefs, I'm gonna say Damian Williams. Is he? It's going to screenplay. Yeah, he's not running. See that happening. He's not gonna run it, yeah. but he'll get it in on the screenplay. But again, someone someone weird that you can put a bunch of money on. It's just kind of goofy. I, I put like five bucks on Brandon LaFell. What the back fuck? in the Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl because I was in Vegas for oh, it. Yeah, I won a shitload of money on that. <laughs> but like five bucks down, he's like forty five to one odds. Oh, all right, cool. It's, that's me doing a make it rain thing. If you can't tell through the mic, <laughs> but that's, that's that's all I got for prop bets. That's all I got for right prop on. bets. But it's the Super Bowl, man. It's the Super Bowl. Three sleeps. By the time you guys are listening to this, it's probably gonna be two sleeps. Yep. It's this is this is it. This is this is what the whole season's been for. We've been along for the ride. It's been way better than I thought any of us thought it was gonna yeah. be. I'm sure there's one guy sitting at home listening to us goes, I knew it was gonna be a Super Bowl. <laughs> I knew it. Hey, I there's people it. out there who you know who put the money on the Niners to be in Super Bowl. Forty to one odds. Those are good odds. You know, if you're gonna it's the if first you're... year I haven't it's the first year I haven't done it in a very long time. Yeah. And I think I just have to kinda of continue the tradition now. I'm no longer allowed to put Future money on the Super Bowl for the 49ers. Yeah, the future so. money on the Niners is like plus 2,800 or something like that. So yeah. if you put some money on that and the Niners win, um, uh, my Venmo is always open. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, this this season has been outstanding. I think, uh, I think I speak for Matt when I say thank you to everyone who's tuned in all season mm-hmm. long from, mm-hmm. you know, our first episode to the pre-draft stuff to the off-season free agency stuff. Uh, my rants, Matt's rants, you know, the tough loss to Seahawks. And, you know, we appreciate everyone tuning in, buying T-shirts, buying towels. You guys are making me go out and buy printer ink and 
labels and my wife's like what the hell are you doing so it's all taken <laughs> care of everyone's getting their stuff it's in the mail you should have all your towels by um friday or saturday hopefully the post office doesn't fuck it up like a couple folks didn't get their shirts until later thank you post office um but yeah man it's been it's been a great year and i'm not ready for it to end on a negative note i think we all remain positive legendary action you know the way Quan thinks positive positive thoughts all the way through the super bowl and you know if the Niners do lose this game, it's been a great year. You know, at the end of the day, you have to, you know, appreciate what they've done, and they should be a favorite going into next year um, if yep. they do lose this game. But I don't think they're going to lose this game. I think everything is lined up for this 49ers team to win this game and bring that six ring home. And I'll probably have a few tears if they uh, they do it. It's been a uh, long ride. I was eight when they won yeah. the last one. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was six. So it's been a long time. Yep. It's been a long, long time. Um, so we're not sure if we're going to be back Sunday night. Depends on how drunk we are. Yeah, yeah, that's really going to depend on how many how many natter days do I drink during the game. Yeah, um, is really what's going to determine whether we're back on Sunday or not. Um, but worst case scenario, we're coming back Monday. So the pile will be up on on yeah. Monday. Win or lose. Win or lose, baby. We're not gonna shy we're not gonna shy away from this one, guys. Win or lose. No one shy we away. We haven't shied away from we haven't shied away from shit yep. all year. So we're not gonna shy away from it. So win lose. We'll be back on Monday. And thank you. Like, like Javi said it perfectly. Thank you all for listening, joining in, talking with us, ordering stuff that we 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 I say we created, but we didn't. We outsourced all this stuff. <laughs> someone else someone else gave us the moniker ever just for we run with it. My buddy designed the t shirt, we've run with it. The towels. Actually, Javi did the towels. Yeah, I so did Javi, towel. that's all. That's all. That's, that's all. It's all Javi. But no, we really appreciate you guys listening in all season long. It's been a ton of fun. It keeps me from screaming in my basement into the abyss <laughs> about the 49ers. So oh, this is this has all been a great year. But let's Javi close it out, man. We're already way over. Uh, time. Yeah, let's let's, close let's finish this season, man. Super Bowl title. Bring it home. Um, if you're going to the game, you know what to do. Be loud. Be proud. Rep the red and gold. Um, don't take any Chiefs shit. I've been to Kansas City. The fans there are a little uh, ruthless. Um, mm. However, you know, just support your team. Be respectful and, and do your thing. And um, everyone at home, you know, be pacing like I am. And then on Sunday, we are going to be doing a live show. I'm working on that. We will be at a bar here in Austin. Well, I will be. Matt will be remote. Yeah. But we're going to do a live show, mm-hmm. uh, most likely on YouTube. I'll send the link out. Um, we're going to get some reaction from uh, the local uh, 49er um fan club down here in austin they're pretty cool gold rush of, of austin um they have a, they do a really cool uh sunday um game get togethers so they invited me out and uh we will be doing a live show there um look for that link in in our on our podcast uh twitter feed um but you know until until super bowl sunday i'm javi that is matt catch me on twitter at javier vague underscore follow matt at Matt Bar underscore. And follow the podcast on Twitter as well at Fourth and Gold Podcast. Subscribe, rate, review on all your your podcast platforms, and um, just be faithful, baby. We got this. Breathe. It's we almost here. This. Breathe. Let's, let's get this win. Um, it's redemption. Remember, Jimmy got hurt against the Chiefs. This is redemption. You don't. If you don't think Jimmy has redemption on his mind, he has it on his mind. He's ready to go. But until then, go Niners. Let's bring that Super Bowl home. Peace.
At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business every day are nothing short of heroic. And you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. Like the breaking ground on new construction things, the every box and barcode matters things, and the driving the family business forward things. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, giveth thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.